Yo, 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 it's the kid, 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 double H. Guys, look, man, we have this is our the rap audio thing podcast. We don't have a name, so this the name that you may see is because we have not agreed on the name of this super rap group. So, but it is what it is. You guys have obviously really wanted um a um rap podcast audio thing and everything. So I thought, you know what? This is a series of breaking down classic rap albums. Rap albums where this is not we take our personal bias out of it. What are considered the classic rap albums within the industry? Because I think that's the best way to, to do it. Because then I want this to really um, promote the debates and some disagreements. Because there are a lot of classic rap albums that I don't feel should be called cl classics myself. So, but we'll definitely get there. But I thought let's start off first with a rap album that I think almost. Universally, I don't think I've ever met anybody who doesn't consider this a classic rap album or one of the best rap albums of all time. And of course, it is Illmatic by Mr. Naz, aka Nazia Jones. Now, before we start, let me just introduce my um, panel. You got your boy Danny T. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? And big man, I'm sure you've heard him before, Mr. Tosa himself. Uh, how is how's it doing, man? Pleasure to be here. Pleasure. Yo, 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 yo. So, um, before we start, I need because this is something I need to know, and people have been saying different things. What was Naz's age precisely when he made this album? It varies. I've had eighteen. I've yeah. had nineteen. I've had twenty. It varies. Well, his first, uh, his first recording was at seventeen, right? So. He actually hooked up with Large Professor, who was a, a producer outside of Queens and was one of his homeboys. Like, Nas's actual first name, though, as a rapper was Kid Wave. Mm. So, like, uh, he used to just go up to his friend's crib that was, he lived just like a, a, a level up above from him. And he would just, uh, they would just, you know, sample out cassettes. They'd have their cassette tapes. They'd like pause here, like, and Nas would just spit over, like, you know, different loops and stuff, mm. like, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, that was the beginning. Like, I would say, all I want to know, because so this came out in 94. Mm. Yeah. So, I'm, so I just need to know how old he was, 93 stroke 94, because obviously he obviously wrote this yeah. uh, around 93 and 94. So I just want to know what was his age in that period. He was nineteen. He was twenty when Illmatic dropped. Yes, when it yes. went into the streets, he was twenty. But he'd been recording since he was seventeen. The first single off of Illmatic was a uh, halftime, and that mm. dropped in nineteen ninety two. Oh, two okay. years, two years before Illmatic. So he'd right. been he dropped. Um, I think that album was on uh, this movie called Zebra Head. It's kind of like a Jungle Fever. Um, like a flea market jungle fever, you know, it's it stars uh, Michael Michael Rappaport. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, so, so Danny, so do you have the age? He was he was nineteen when the album dropped. Okay, all right. He was, so, he was born he, he was born in September nineteen seventy three, and the album came out April nineteenth nineteen ninety four. So his birthday hadn't quite hit twenty. So he was still a teenager. So no, I but ninety four minus seventy three that's twenty one. Is it? Am I? Yeah. So he was born in seventy three. 
Bro, yeah. I, I told you, I'm an English major. I can't do math. So, <laughs> he was meaning no math, no math. I got a degree from okay, so my university with one college class. When this guy was in 1994, 20, 20. Age was 1994. 20, he was 20. He was 20. 20. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, basically, just to start off on the, on the jump off here, I think two things I want to start off with with this album is it is quite shocking the level of um density and complexity of the content for a 20 year old and yeah. quality and consistency of production now a theme that's going to be on this series i believe is going to be about production the key to really good rap production is it's not about you it's about the rapper if i can if the production takes over the track you've messed up okay yes well done you look look at how amazing your stuff is with the pianos the chairs and everything but i can't hear the rapper the rapper is just trying to keep up with your production the beauty of this is the production is quality and it is complex and it does have a personality but it never ever takes over the rapper and you can hear nas and the rapper controls the track. The, the track doesn't control the rapper. So just even listening all the way through, I was like, man, this is some damn good production. But it yeah. doesn't cover the song. I can Nas is still fully hearing it because I cannot name you the amount of quality rappers whose albums have pretty much been destroyed because the production is too complicated and takes over the, the actual rapper. You don't forget other Nas albums for that exact same... <laughs> like yeah. Nas, Nas is a victim of this himself, but it just so happens his first album was like a ten out of ten. So, so, so okay. So, I mean, so I mean, I mean, before we go into um, detail, just just basically, I just want to just get your overall thoughts about the album, just in very general. So basically, back to front overall thoughts, so Danny T, overall thoughts on the album. It's a classic album. I mean, as as, as you said at the top, I've never heard anyone what. Tell a lie. I have heard some people claim Ill Illmatic isn't shit, but that's because they were born like post 1999. They're losers. They don't really know anything about hip hop in that way, like Kodak Black listeners and stuff like that. So I don't really take what they say seriously. If you're going to listen like Lil Skies and Young Peep and whatever, Young Peep, <laughs> Lil Peep. No, no, like, no, 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 please don't bring those guys in. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah, like I don't, I don't take your opinions on hip hop seriously at all. So no disrespect to anybody who's of age that's gonna listen to this, but like I don't take you serious. So um, I've, I've never heard anyone whose opinion that I care about say a bad word about Illmatic. There's like one bad track in there, but and other than that, no, no, it's not a bad track. I don't like there that was, bad. It's just not as strong as the ridiculous quality that's the ridiculous benchmark that has been set. But sorry, there, okay, okay, okay. There was one skippable track in no, my mind. No, oh, no, okay, okay. <laughs> let him have his flair. Let him have his say. <laughs> and okay. and and I'm sure if we go like track through track, we'll get there. But other than that, it's a flawless album. And uh, yeah, I I would rate it if we're gonna do like a rating system, ten out of ten, easy. 10 out of 10. Perfect oh. album. Okay. All right. Tosin. Or all thoughts on the album. Oh man. I don't I don't even know where to begin. Real no, 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 no. But basically, general basically don't go just very general. Let's say you just listen to the album back to front, general overall thoughts. Like let's say you're reviewing it. 
like sound bites that you would put like on a um, album review or something of just to encapsulate the whole thing. Elmatic is just, it's just life, man. Like it's a code for, for change in hip hop. You know, it's like, cause you know how art artists say these things often that, um, that uh, they want their record to be short. They want their guest appearance list to be shorter. Mm. You know, they want their project to have like this unified sound. Um, that, like just all that, all that. Just they want that. They want it to have. They want it to go like against the status quo and not have those. You know, that one dance song, that one love song, that one com compartmentalized song. Like, basically, basically track eighteen that features every everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like or just some meaningless posse cut that no one ever wants to get back to. So. Yeah, it's just the whole thing. Like, I actually have a story about this album, man. Like, real talk. So, I think it was 2012. I was still in high school. Uh, I was in the 11th grade, and we went to New York back in uh, 2012 for a Model United Nations conference. So that's just like where you act like some delegate from a certain country. I was in Iran, so. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you have nuclear yeah, weapon? No. <laughs> exactly. Like I was at this thing called the Security Council. We did like a range of topics and all that. But on one of those days, like um, when we were away from that, we had like a, we had like a, a meeting, right? But the whole that MUN thing is just boring, man. It's like, it's like I don't know, man. Like it's just boring. But going moving on, like uh, we were allowed um, these chaperoned walks uh, with one of our teachers, where we could go to pretty much anywhere in the five boroughs. So we hit up this uh, place that was Second Ave, right up on Ninety Sixth Street, and I was like, I was totally smacked on wax, and I had the Elmatic album right in my iPod. And uh, by the time we were past uh, Lexington and Roosevelt, I decided to just turn on the album. And man, let me tell you, dog, when when NY State of Mind came on, I was in a trance. It was like, it was like I was. I don't know. It's like I felt like I just felt New York. I felt the city. I don't know how I, I just can't explain it. It's like a movie. Like your favorite rappers, they spit movies. It's like while you're in it, it's like you're in the middle of like a detail oriented Scorsese type flick, man. Like just for when you're walking. Oh, no, just like for when you're walking out of the subway into downtown and then you hear not straight out the fucking dungeons of rap. You're just like, man, this is New York. This album is New York. So like, like, did you ask your your like your chaperone? Did you say like, uh, can we go Queensbridge? Uh, I wanted to, but nah, we we couldn't. We were just we were we were near downtown Brooklyn. But yeah, that's no, but, I mean, really. but I mean, just on that point, everyone says, me, I think that's actually it's it's a, it's, a, it's a good way to start. Let's just do this track by track. And what you said about it's feeling like New York, because I actually wanted to start off with New York State of Mind. But I actually think we should start with the Genesis, which isn't well, it is the first track. It is the first track, you know. So that would be a good place to start. What? Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 what do you say? I said it's the first. It's it's number one. So why wouldn't we start? There? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with the yeah. Let's because, start because oh, I read oh, 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 Nas, no, no, no. Nas, because Nas like, wanted this album as Tosin alludes to and experience. He wanted it to feel like New York. So when the album comes on, at first you hear in the background his verse from Live at the Barbecue, which was like his mm -hmm. first smash on I'm forgetting the the Large Professor group. What's the name of the Large Professor group? Is it Main Source? Main Source. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you you hear that 
and then you hear like the subway running and you just yeah. kind of get that vibe in New York and then you get like his his niggas just kind of talking back and forth hey yo take take the clip out like just little things like yeah. that it just no, no, feels I'm, like it just feels like New York at first oh, and then you get into don't forget New York, yeah don't I'm forget not, that that's why that. like it's it's it sets the tone of what the album is about because when you just hear that obviously him from a previous record not from this album and you now hear the train running and everything just the vibe that he has and what's it called um basically i don't i don't know what film is from you know you should have won a medal for this or, or something just, yeah that's wild that's wild style that's the movie wild style. yeah so, so basically when he the way he just put that in is like okay i'm taking you on a specific journey but i'm before i even give you any bars i've got to set the tone and i just think mm -hmm. that whole thing of being on the subway very new york very gritty and even picking that movie sound advice to be in it's like okay i'm giving you i'm setting the tone and the tone is this is new york to the new york new york. this is not like manhattan or thing this is like the real street boom organic new york and it's a very great segue into bloody new york state of mind man um which has one of the pretty much one of the most classic lines in rap which is i never sleep Sleep is the cousin of that. <laughs> you know, um, no, no, no. Okay, so uh, when when are we gonna do like the first time you heard this album? Like, what went through your mind? Like the first time you listened? Like, do you guys see? I've listened to this oh. album so much that I don't think I remember the very first Me time neither. I listened to Elmer. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, I do, I do. Like, no, I, you I'm... do. Okay, okay. So, so, so this is perfect. So you hear, like, uh. The Genesis, and then you get to New York State of Mind. Mm. Like, do you remember the first time you heard that beat? Just, just the beat. Firstly, basically, I didn't. Basically, I didn't really fully understand what I was. That basically, this is the beauty of this album. And a friend or family friend of mine told me that in this album, every time you listen to it, you keep on hearing gems that he actually has in it. There's so many gems that are hidden that every time you listen to them, I'm like, oh my gosh, he said that. Oh, he said that. Oh, he links those words. Oh damn oh he did that i keep on hearing this song because the first time i heard it i was like okay this is pretty cool and everything but yeah pretty pretty good rapper he's all right but it's like on face value it's like yeah pretty good rapper pretty good beats but the more and more you hear that like, no this pretty good rapper is saying stuff that you're missing you first time through you miss it the first time through it goes over your head because the thing about nazi's rapping is that when it's about hearing and listening, when you just hear Nas's rap, it's like, yeah, he's he he raps like any pretty good rapper there. But when you listen, it's like, damn, this guy is saying a lot of deep stuff. Yeah, he even says but it too in his raps. Like uh, he says, uh, um, what did he say again? It's in halftime though. I can't remember. But he said like, uh, I used to kick my rap. I, oh. What? Uh, I used to he's, kick he's, my little I, raps because I, I thought raps in the park because I thought nobody I thought wouldn't understand. Nobody would understand exactly. But now, yeah. well, and now well, I'm like the number, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. exactly. Um, but you know, but yeah, I think the New York City. I think it's it's a very good intro into okay, what we're gonna get with this album because it shows you the groove, the style that he's going with. Because the thing about the Nas style, as I said, like it's it's complicated because again, like okay, if you if you listen to a Ferramonch 
or a Chino Excel or an Inspector deck, they're like from the offset, they're like, okay, we're, we're very skillful, we're very skillful. That, 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 that's it. So we are like yeah, the battle. deep rappers. But the thing about Nas, about this is that once you hear it, you're like, yeah, this is very New York, New York, but it's different. And you can't quite put your me... finger on it when you first hear it. Because you're like, yeah. this sounds different, but I don't know why this sounds different because he sounds like most New York rappers. But the stuff that he's saying seems a bit deeper than other ones, but I just can't catch it. It's only on the second, third, fourth, fifth listen, you're like, you have to, because he hides the the gems so hidden that you have to really go in in your fifth listen. Like, oh, wow. You see, like okay. me, you see me, like, personally, I hear beats first. So I might listen to this album once, twice, three times, mm. and I don't pick up lyrics the first, like, three, four times I listen to an album. All all I hear are the beats. So when you hear that little bing, 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 and that like mm -hmm. that's all I hear. So I'm like, what? I'm pretty sure. I'm like, what is this sound? Like, oh, DJ Premier. How is oh, a guy oh, from like like how is a guy DJ from Houston Flip able to make Premier, this this feel like New York? You know. So yeah. that's what I, that's what I am. And then he gets into his rapping, and then and like, on the lyric like, side, let's look. Not forget that, like, because this is an old man. Jazz is the mother of hip hop, okay? Because when Nas was talking to the dude Sting, um, the dude from the Police, who used to was a frontman for the band The Police, mm. um, Sting told him like, "This is a jazz album," and it's really interesting because rap is really pretty much verbal jazz because they come from this sort of stream of consciousness style of expression. In jazz, there's improvisation. In rap, there's freestyle. So when Nas dropped, like as Double H was saying, like he actually changed the game. Like his flows, the lyricism, the rhyme schemes. It was different. There were more yeah, it was not it was different and also complex, but not too complex where you sound like, you know, one of those um mir lyrical miracle type rappers. This you know is, what I'm saying? Is, like, you know what, what it is? Do you know what it is? I'm so sorry to cut you, but you know what it is? It's like, because I was thinking about this even when I was coming and listening. So I was like, it's almost like Cool G rap, but in an evolved version of Cool G rap. Dude, you know Russell it's, it's, Simmons? It's, it's like him mixed with Rakim. Yeah. It's, there's some Rakim. Like, uh, like, if you remember that record, Microphone Fiend from the Follow the Leader record, he's like, oh, yeah. I get a craving like a fiend for nicotine, but I don't need a cigarette. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, like, uh, and then, I, wait, actually, I was going to say this. You know, uh, Russell Simmons, mm. the first time he heard Nas, he turned Nas down, man. Look at this idiot. He was like. <laughs> and, uh, and, and who was the guy that actually got Nas the, the deal? Search. The, the, um, this search. white guy. White guy. Yeah. 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 But search this is a white. Russell search Simmons. is a white. Search is like. Is what Jewish? is he? Is he white? He's white. I, I thought know, it was bro. like some kind of like <laughs> Jewish mix with something. No, no, no. He's, Man, he's white. He's just white, bro. <laughs> oh, okay. He's no, white. Like, if, 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 if you look up like pictures of empty search back in the days, he has like a high top fade. So they were letting white people get away with high top fades back in the day. Just like any random people. white dude. But I guess if you, <laughs> but, but like, I guess if you sign Nas, you can get away with it. Like, yeah. All right. But Nas, like, um, Russell Simmons said that he can't sign Nas for Def Jam because he said that he sounded like Cool G Rap and Cool mm. G Rap. Cool G Rap don't sell no records. Why would I sign a rapper to sell no records that don't sell no records? Like, man, look at this. No, no, and, and I think, no, but, 
No, but 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 like it's just one of those things where like it's you you have to because remember it's very easy seeing it after the fact. Mm. That is why you have to just have that feeling because remember Russell Simmons isn't a rapper. MC Search was a rapper. I think for MC Search was like no 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 this guy is the future of rap. This guy is going to. If we just yeah. package him and give him the right producers, this guy will change rap. Yeah. And we'll on, on which channel rap is. But it takes a rapper who has actually sat down, written raps and everything to understand, oh no, the way this guy is rhyming and putting what together is different. But give him the right environment, he will now elevate to, to the next level and produce what we saw was a classic. So let's Can we go talk to about how he started off this album by I don't know how to start this shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> It wasn't just him. It was him and a couple homies, like from like Lakey the Kid, uh, Cormega, AZ, like just a couple dudes, man. They were just wilding out in the microphone, but just saying whatever. I don't whatever. know how to start this shit. You lie yeah. at lying <laughs> ass nigga. I don't know how to start this shit. No, but but, but Bash was showing off when he was flexing, man. It was all about flexing. All right. Yep. I think it's. Can we start to get a bit controversial here? Oh, okay. Uh oh. Track number three, Life's a Bitch. Now, can I can I can I say something controversial? Uh-oh. No, Uh-oh. I I I I know what you're gonna say, and I don't think this is controversial. Okay. I know exactly what you're gonna say. Okay. 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 Wait, wait, wait. I'm listening. Yes, you wait. Yes, you do, but not exactly. Basically, this is rap 101. Oh if you have an extremely talented rapper, make him anchor. Don't make him go first. AZ dismembered and surgically destroyed this track. Whew. So what you had was AZ went first, and you're like, what the, who the hell is this? And then he then gave you the chorus, which is why, what? But then when Nas, because Nas' verse is also very good, but the cadence and the... um flow that AZ had, you have to follow that flow with that same cadence. So once Nas comes in, it sort of makes the track unbalanced. But if Nas had come in first and AZ then came in, then you now go cool, then high. You can't go high, then then cool. You have to go cool, then high. So what you had was AZ just came in was was like, what the hell? Look up the way this guy's rhyming, his rhyme scheme, the, the speed, the, the, the style that you're not really, really had it done in this way, 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 way before. Then he gives you the chorus like that. But then Nas, because he doesn't rap like, like that, gave you his flow that you already had from New York State of Mind. So you're like, Ugh. it just seems too unbalanced. Because if it was me and I was like the executive producer, AZ, you anchor it. Nas, you go first. We are used to this thing. And AZ, you, because Nas, you go with the verse. Then AZ, come in with that crazy chorus. Then you just end it with that crazy anchor. Beautiful. That's that, that's a nice, beautiful track. Let's get get back to the main event, which is Nas for the world is yours. That's just me. So I just is... thought... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, 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 go. Is AZ's verse the greatest feature verse ever? Um, considering so cool. the album, like I feel like like I I I haven't gone through like top five. I haven't written out my top five feature verses, but I feel like I feel bro? like this should be somewhere in the top three, bro. Yeah. Let's... Have have you listened to Cannabis's verse on Hell, Feramonch? I'm not putting Cannabis have you, have you listened to, to, anywhere to, near to top three on them. Um, <laughs> if, can, if, if Cannabis, have you listened to Cannabis's verse 
um, with um, what's it called, Mr. Cheeks, Redman, and I can't remember the, the other dude. Cannabis was known for destroying careers on features. If, but have you heard cannabis? This cannabis verse becomes a feature of this. This isn't gonna last because no, I haven't. Mm. No, 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 no. This no, this AZ feature was really ridiculous because I was like, "Are you listening to what this guy is saying?" <laughs> Loki, low this is the first verse I think I ever memorized. Yeah, like, like all the way AZ, AZ was talking about. You know, this was the first. This was the last recorded uh, record on the album, the whole album, right? Wow. Okay. So yeah, because oh. AZ prior to it, like. He had heard everything. He had heard the whole record, like all the other records. It ain't hard to tell everything else. And he was like, man, I need to be in the zone for this. Like, so he just started this. Exactly. He just said, I just need to be in the zone. So he came up with the hook. The beat was playing. And honestly, he rushed it because he felt that he didn't think everyone liked it. Like, that's what he felt. He felt he felt that at that what we said, he didn't feel it was like it was recorded at like the spur of the moment impulse, bro. Like. And for that to happen, like that's just insane. Like, no, no, I mean, like, like once you hear like visualizes the realism of life and actuality, fuck who the baddest a person's status depends on salary. I was like, no, ah! no, 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 no. Until the day we expire and turn to vapors, me and my papers, be somewhere stack and plenty papers. I can still get a hot. No, 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 no. Basically, think about it's because we're gonna have an easy conversation. Because we are doing do or die. Definitely. Oh, another oh, time. Because, okay. because the thing about AZ is that, again, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I just was very brief because, again, this is, this is about Nas, this is about Nas, but let's just give AZ his praise. I don't think I've ever had a rapper rap the way that AZ does. Because it's a very unique and quite dynamic rap style where they're really not, they're, they're, he doesn't really take. He, the lines all run into each other. But because they're, they're running into each other, you can still hear everything he's saying because it's very simple for it to be like, blah, blah, blah. but it's all in one flow. We can he's hear an economic rap thing, I would say. Very was it? economic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I would say that he's economic. Like there's very little wasted space. If you listen to oh, it, like, and he doesn't. Brilliant. And, brilliant. He doesn't and there's no, like, you know, uncompromising of like, that street sound, like he never went away from that, you know. Like he no, no, just. No, no, no. But it's like what Danny said is like, not a single thing is wasted. Like there's never any downtime in his verse. It's like yeah. if you took like a letter or a word away, it would mess everything up. But it's like if he has, as you said, he doesn't go into his zones. Like boom, this is my bar. Every single word must fit. Every mm -hmm. single syllable must fit. Where. It's, all, it's, it's literally like musical, where everything is just hitting the beats yeah. at the right time. Can but, I bring up one? It's, one... As, it's as if, like, when he's writing, like, his, his rhymes are going past the margin. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, he's just going, like, he's just right. Yeah. It's insane. Um, if, if I could bring up one thing, just, just to kind of reference what Tosum mentioned about jazz. Hmm. The trumpet in this song is Nas's father. I think his yep. name is Olu Jones or Olu Dara Olu Jones. Dara, like Olu Dara. Mm. So... Yeah. I think that's important to note that the jazz element of this, considering oh. who Nas's father is, makes oh, it. Oh, look, he's Nigerian. I don't. No, I, I, I'm not fully sure, but he might have changed his name to something. Yeah, I think his name was originally Charles Jones, and then he 
Um, he Oluda. chose Oludara, right, yeah, right. which means like, like that, 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 yeah. that trumpet at the end of the that's Nas's father. Yeah. So I feel like it's important to note that like the jazz influence that Nas has probably comes from the links that his dad has as a trumpeter. So. Okay, so, so so does anybody know who I mean LES? He pre produced yeah. this track. Again, I've never... Yeah. Okay, okay. So again, life's um, amazing track, amazing record, and one thing I'll say is that why didn't people get as easy to do more um, choruses? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's a bloody amazing chorus, that, that, the, the thing he did. All right, world is yours. My God, I'm bloody incredible track. Man, this born, this, born this alone, record... Die alone. Do you know how strong that mantra is? Born alone, die alone. Pete Rock producing this track. Um, Amazing track. Speak on it. Amazing track. No Pete Rock, like no hip hop man. Like Pete Rock is just Pete Rock is a genius. Like, I, man, the sample, like the Omar Jamal sample from uh, what's the record called? I love music. Just when those chords come in, it's so beautiful, man. Like this thing is gonna cry. Origin, like <laughs> real talk, it's so good. Like, no, I mean, it's like. This is where it's like because again it goes back to the quality of production. The production is you know it's good, but it doesn't steal the show. Can we talk about the production? But yo, yo, like, DJ Premier, DJ Premier heard the first this, super just, just 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 like not to step over you, Tosin. Mm, like, okay, yeah. this was the first every I, I think most people probably know this though. Mm, like this yeah. is the first like super producer album where you yeah. get like DJ Premier, we get Q tip from uh, tribe, we bring in Pete Rock, we bring in Lars Professor. Like at, at first, it was just like you get one producer, one rapper, and y'all work together, y'all make y'all album. And but then this album was one of the first where it was just like, yo, I'm gonna get superstar producers and get the best beats from everywhere. Yeah. And another and thing that's knew. probably interesting is that this was made in 92, 93, 94. Do you guys think perhaps, and I don't know the answer to this, mm. do you guys think perhaps like there wasn't like the, the, Production model was so bare bones at that point, like that maybe the technology wasn't as great to where you couldn't really like make something so overpowering to the rapper. Like I'm sure that you could. I'm sure there's other things in this time period that that did. But like if you're a good producer, you know what to do. You there's like you you couldn't fool yourself or trick you you couldn't slip up basically. Do you guys know what I'm trying to say? Oh no, I, I, so basically you said that the technology wasn't there to make. Something track. so complex to where complex. it would step over Nas. Um, oh, yes, no, no, you know, that's that is a fair point. That is because I'm, I'm trying to think of it's, of it's, albums. it's more of a it's question. Possible. Than a point. You, you, could, you, could, you could, there were grandiose recordings around that time, yeah, like, no, no, not no, no, like, because I've li because I, I can't, but I've listened to albums from the 90s where the production, where it's not that it was overpowered, but you could feel like if it was there and it wasn't very good and it just wasn't on 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 points and the rapper wasn't really linking well with the track that was there. So maybe it wasn't as technologically advanced as it was we are having, especially with the Kanye West re-recordings, but you could feel like if a lot is going on in this production and it's not marrying well with the rapper. The key thing about this is that it's quality production that is there to serve the rapper. Yeah, That's the key thing. But I so still think that there are still- I would argue this though. What? I would argue this. I'd say just for this record, Pete Rock's like instrumentation is just as impressive as Nas's like lyrics in this record because it's just 
it's a hundred it's like it's 10 out of 10 lyrics 10 out of 10 on the instrumental side and like yo this album this record was so dope this record was so dope dj premiere when he first heard it he was like man i gotta change my beat <laughs> <laughs> like because all these producers all these producers they were like it was like a competition man because exactly, once yeah. they heard Nas, they were like man this dude is so dope dj premiere had like four or five beats for Nas on this he he would try to tell Nas, no take this beat take this beat like like we'll get to memory lane but you know dj premiere had like two three other versions he wanted Nas to use those rhymes over he made like two three mi- remixes to that same song you know what i mean like he was just because he was just he was kind of threatened by just this beat right here by pete rock like it was that no no no, no, no. I, I think like when this came i think look it's all the tracks are crazy but i think once this arrived I think this was the first track that really jumped off the canvas. I think like New York City of Mind, Life's a Bitch, all really good, but they were like, I think almost as if they were building up to this. I think this was, I think there are, if I'm looking out, I would say that there are three crescendos in this. This is the first crescendo of like, oh, whoa, okay, okay, damn. Because as you said, the sampling, the quality of the track, and his rapping and what he says and how he writes the track, this just stands out. So again, this isn't so much a competition because premium was pretty good. So I'm not even gonna say, oh no, Pete Rock defeated, no, 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 it's not about that. All this stuff, <laughs> oh, all this stuff was good. Just that this was a crescendo. Yeah. There was just a crescendo of like, okay, all right, the this album has now reached its first peak. So, um, all right, half time. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Can I make a, 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 a confession? <laughs> Only now did I realize that, oh, halftime, it's halfway through the album. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Only now that, because I, again, I was like, you just want to say, oh, yeah, halftime. You were trying to think about five, it critically and ten. you just now realized. Look, I'm slow. <laughs> I'm slow. Zoom in. So, because I was like, wait a minute. Let me just okay. This is track five. How many tracks are there? Ten. Oh, okay. Another, <laughs> um, another very good track. Another very, very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. You know. Although, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. What's it called? Like, I mean, again, the, again, not to the same crescendo as the world is yours, but it's it's a very nice. We're still riding. We're still going. It's a nice beat, nice production, and I think this just when Nas is just. I think World Is Yours is he's talking about some very serious, deep stuff. Here is more fun. So it's a nice little kind of variation, and it's and it's a nice thing to come off of the World Is Yours. So speak on it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. When he's like, that's, isn't that the one where he's like, um, it's like Malcolm X catching a jungle fever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I remember laughing at that one. Uh, you know, quickly, I just want to talk about, and this this was a track that I singled out when I was listening to it before we did this review. Mm. I wrote down two things, just two bars. Um, well, technically four, but uh, it's the difference between multi-syllabic rhymes and internal rhyme schemes. Mm. And Nas, and I could have picked any song, any verse, because he's so great at it in this. But I just wanted to break down just a couple of things that, that you notice 
especially when you go to school to study English and they try to teach you the shit about like, you know, Samuel Coldridge and just, you know, all these words, wordsmith, words, it's not, it's not wordsmith, Longfellow and all these guys, Walt Whitman, whatever the case may be. Like they try to tell you like these guys are the greatest poets of all time. It's like, Y'all need to listen to Illmatic. Y'all need to listen to Reasonable Doubt. Because, <laughs> yes, yes. Because, like, like, these guys. So, if, like, this is a, just simple, simple, and everybody should get it. Multi-syllabic rhyming. So, when I attack, they're an army that can strike back. Right? So, and then the next one, he says, so I react never calmly on the height track. track. So, it's, it's simple. It might even go over your head. But the fact that he rhymes attack with react army with calmly and back with track in the exact same space is a multi-syllabic rhyme scheme and then when you go to the last verse and this is an internal rhyme scheme where it's just but not bisexual i'm an intellectual at rap i'm a professional and then mm. he turns question yo into the fourth of that so he says not yeah, bisexual man. i'm an intellectual at rap i'm a professional and that's no question yo yeah, so he, he, yeah, he combines those two words in order to make it fit the scheme that he's doing. Mm, mm. And and obviously, this isn't the supreme example of internal rhyme schemes and multisyllabic rhyming. We could get into Big L if we wanted to, we could get into MF Doom if we wanted to. And Rock they Kim kind of was like the pioneer of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, uh, yeah. Rock Kim was the first with this, but this was the this was like the preeminent one of this time, as in agree. my opinion. And and this is the standard of right so someone so like today when we say he can't rap well or that nigga can't rap etc etc this is what we're talking about like if you can't do this you can't rap in terms of a 2019 context if you're not able to do this it's very hard for me to be able to say you can rap because mm. they would be they were able to do this in 94 and and yeah. there's there's things I think I, there was a there was an interview with Search where he was like he he heard Nas rhyme and he just tore up his rap book. Oh yeah. So like every, <laughs> because 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 like because like everything that was written in that book is now obsolete. Yeah. And and this is Nas obsolete. has now shifted the paradigm of what we are able to do with words in the way that we put it inside of this beat. Mm. So if you can't match what Nas was doing in 94 in terms of just not what he says, because you can't go back and live in 1990, the early 1990s, New York, you're not, you're never going to recapture that moment. But if you can't just do the bare bones of being able to put rhyming words together in some manner of a complex way, I don't want to hear what you have to say. All, all, all you know how old Nas was when he wrote this though? You know, Nas was 17 when he wrote this, like, no, 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 no. What what I'll, I'll say mm -hmm. though, in response to that, is that you have to like let's because again, this is something maybe maybe after we we're done with the tracks, it's something we we'll just talk about just Nas the rapper. Nas is extremely good. So I think like us just saying that we expect people to do what Nas does. No, 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 no. I'm not expecting you to do it exactly like that. But you should even, be able to do it. Even in like the I'm saying, even in the stratos, even in even in his stratosphere, because there are levels. What's how Nas is rapping? First of all, because you have to say, it's in combination of your. It's about multi-syllabic rhyming, the words he's using, how he's using the words, how he's painting the picture. They're very the simple. He rhymed track with back. You know. 
He yeah. right. It wasn't re, uh, calmly with army. Like it's simple, but the where he places them, and then the meter that goes with it, and all that kind of stuff. Like how he how he can bend words mm. to make it rhyme. Like that's that should be standard rap rapper handbook one hundred and one. Like if you can't do this, why are you rapping? Trust me, as as a guy, because I'm because I'm sure all of us tried to rap. Every single I was a rapper for about an hour, and when I couldn't figure out how to write like this, I just stopped because, like, I'm, what's the point? Oh no, no, yeah, no. I, th- I think like basically when you hear guys like Nas for a munch and so forth, you're like, you know what? Put put the pen down. Go get a job. You know? <laughs> but, but, but see, like, but but but, but, not, but like this. But, but see, this is me. This is like if 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 I can't rap like the greats, mm. there's no point for me to be sitting here with the pen. But maybe some people are just like, you know what? That standard is not my standard, and I'm happy just to be, yeah. you know, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Like, no, hey, no, that no, rhyme. Like, don't, no, don't bring that in here. Don't bring that in here. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay let's, let's move. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, man, because we've been, we've been dissing DJ Premier, and I, and I blame you two guys for dissing DJ Premier. No, I'm not dissing yes, it. I, yes, I we did, yes, we did. So, you know what? DJ Premier was unhappy, and he, he came back strong. This is one of the best produced tracks on the album, Memory Lane. You want to know what's funny? The production on this hated it. He hated it. He hated this record. He said it. Mike. He had a he has a remix to this, and he was trying to convince Nas use this remix, but Nas was like, "No, I want this one. I want this one that's on the album." Like (laughs) that's how crazy it is. And and what's so funny is that. What's so funny though is that Nas was right. This record is incredible. Like DJ Premier spazzed on this, but but that's the beauty. Like that's the thing about you know incredible like you know crafts um, craftsmen yeah. like in what they do. Like they're never satisfied. You know, like they're just never satisfied with what they have. And but Nas like from this this one, it was just clear that like this was it. Like this was the perfect. Perfect backdrop to Nas to Nas just reminiscing on his you know his younger times. He and you just, said the key word, you know, man. You said the key, because again, that's what you just said. Reminisce when you just hear the track, it is almost the perfect track for. Let me just think back about my memories, which is why Premier don't touch a single note. <laughs> the tone of this track and everything. It's literally like it's memory beautiful. lane. It's like you no, know, because it's hard to describe because it's music. But there's it just makes some... you feel good. It makes you feel good. Like it, it makes you feel good, and it just makes you feel like oh yeah, remember those good times. Remember yeah. those. Hey man, let's reminisce about those good nice times. Which is why just every instrument used and everything used was just perfect for what Nas was trying to say in this track. Yeah. And also, um, when Dan was talking about the multiple rhyme schemes, I'm kind of like, I don't really know what... I think I get what internal rhyme schemes are. I'm, maybe I'm a little bit stuck on the multi-syllabic because, you know, Nas had that line on this record where he's like, uh, people's a petro, dramatic, automatic, fo-fo, I let blow, and back down, po-po, when I vex, <laughs> like, what? Like, see, that shit I, is I think, insane. Like, I, 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 how do you explain multi-syllabic versus internal rhyme scheme. This is something that in 
someone with so a what, PhD what should that? do, and, and, and not somebody with a bachelor's degree in English should do. But internal rhyme scheme would be just that? like just like in in one line, you have multiple words that rhyme in one line, mm. or oh, yeah. maybe like yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, or like two lines, but they're not really related as per the next line, other than the fact that they rhyme. A multisyllabic rhyme would be like in one in one bar, you have a pattern of rhyming, and then in the next bar or line, you copy the exact same uh, syllables and you re repeat the exact same rhyme. Does that mm. make sense? Okay, so if yeah, I do yeah. so, so if I do cat hat mat bat, that's not multisyllabic rhyming. But if I do the cat went to the mat. The bat and was he went on the back mat. To get some slack to get the crack because it was so, just something like that, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get the crack. What? <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's it's mimicking previous rhymes. It's like mimicking previous internal rhyme schemes. Mm. So that would be the difference. Obviously, this is a bit nerdy, and again, I'm not a teacher, but. Yeah. No, 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 but, but I think the beat it, but it's just if why. it was on a test, I'd be able to pass it, which is why I have my degree. But oh, no, 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 but, but the reason why I like you introducing this, and this is why I want to bring to this whole rap thing, is I want us to really dissect this stuff because what I really want to just get people to know is that rap isn't just rap, it's poetry, it's these are artists, okay? This is and this is an art form that is very complex, very detailed. Which is why I say I don't even call them rappers, these are poets. Call your um, blue face or whatever. Yeah, he's a rapper. This guy we're dealing with is a poet, you know. And in poetry, there's a lot of creativity and a lot of very detailed stuff coming, which is what, which is good at identity is bringing in this stuff because you know what's interesting though, is that in. is that what I think what detracts sometimes from rappers being looked at as poets is if you read someone like Robert Frost or. Like maybe not Robert Frost is a bad example, but just like any one of those old 18th century, 19th century, even some of the 20th century poets, there's like a the the whole thing is a double entendre. So the the poem could be what it's about, but then there's also a hidden meaning behind what it's about. When you read when when you're listening to something like Nas and he's telling you the exact streets, the exact people. Like Jay Z telling you exactly where things are, exactly what happens. Mm. There's no mystery. There's no like it. It you you can word things in different ways, but at the end of the day, Nas is telling you exactly what's happening in New York in the early '90s. Yeah. So there's no like, how do I break this down and create? Like Nas is giving it to you on a plate. Like this is exactly mm. what I'm talking about. You don't have to go search for it. I'm giving it to you. I'm a news reporter from the hood telling you exactly what's happening in Queensbridge in 1993, 1994. Like you, when you go back to the old days and you read about daffodils, maybe the daffodils mean something else, but they could also be daffodils. So I think sometimes the simplicity of the message detracts from people actually breaking it down and understanding the complexity, really, of yeah. how the words are put together inside of a beat. Which is which is the beauty of again? That's why I wanna. That's why I wanna just save that till we go through all the tracks because I just wanna just talk about Nas the rapper afterwards. And trust me, we are getting to Uchi Wale Wale very soon. Don't trust me. <laughs> so let's go into One Love, Nas and Q-Tip. Okay, this is where I felt the album was chilling out, plateauing. 
you know, wow. because again, you you can't go do 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 all the time. So one was like, okay, let's just because we've had it. Like, what's it called? My God, world is yours. No, basically, state of mind, life's a bitch. World is yours. Have to memory lane. Let's just chill <laughs> because those it, are just yeah, like yeah. It, 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 it goes on a really really hot run. But I would include one love in this, it's no, especially the first few times you hear it, because the message of this song is incredible like it's, it's the in, first it's, oh oh sorry i was just gonna no, say it's it's, it's gonna go ahead tosa oh, oh my bad no, i was just gonna say like this is the first like like a concept record on the album you know because it has it has someone dealing with you know um you know some person somebody dealing with uh like uh, a rhyme about like uh, people having, you know, people having their problems. Somebody a song about letters to prison inmates, um, shout outs to childhood friends and like, you know, just things in that ilk. And like, this is like, without this record, we don't get f further records. Like I gave you power, one mic, rewind. Like this was the genesis of Nas really honing his own as like a storyteller, you know? Because, mm -hmm. Like that third verse, there are people who talk about that third verse as arguably the greatest in in the history of this, of this genre. You know, that's how important it is. There, like I, I, I saw a freaking YouTube comment when I looked up this record today and he said, I wrote a whole verse, um, I wrote a whole essay on the third verse and I got an A on my paper. <laughs> like that's <Wow>. just... <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you know, I was I was gonna say like the the literary device of like an epistolary or an epistle, like if people know that like if they know the Bible, an epistle, like Paul's letter to yeah. Ephesians or whatever, that's an epistle. Or uh, like the just the 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 idea of maybe if people know like the works of James Baldwin, if you read the fire next time, it's written as a letter to I'm I'm forgetting exactly who it is. I think it was his nephew. If people more recently, if you've listened or read um, "Between the World and Me" by Tanahasi Coates, how he kind of copies the Baldwin epistolary format, and he's writing a letter to his son. It's a literary device to like bring you into a, an intimate moment, but like the writer knows this is going to go public, but it's bringing you into a moment. So when he starts off that verse with uh, "What up, kid? I know shit's tough doing your bid." It's like he's writing a letter to his friend in Rikers Island, probably, yeah. and it's bringing you into that moment. So just that, as you say, that first the concept song, like changing like, perspective. He's just changing exactly, perspective. exactly, and it's very exactly. it's clever the way he did it. And this is what Q-Tip once said. I think he said, like I've heard a lot of liter because Q-Tip produced this record, right? Yeah. We know that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think he said something like uh, to. To the female, what's the name of that female that was in charge? It wasn't just MC Search, there was a female in it. I forget her name. She's some white woman. Uh, Nas talks to her on that 25th anniversary documentary. Oh. I forget her name. Yeah, Let's... you know who I'm referring to, though, right? Nas, you know, it, she'll be in the in the Wikipedia page, I'm sure. But um, yeah, uh, Q-Tip was telling her that Nas Faith, is... Faith Newark, is that her name? Faith Newark, I think that's her name. Yeah, that's her name. Um, Q-Tip was telling her that you Faith got a Newman, gem here. Perhaps. Faith Newman. Faith Newman. Yeah. I, I I think it was Faith something, but yeah. We can it, get it. Just says, it says Faith N. So I'm trying to think. It's like Newman, Newkirk, something like that. Just go with okay. it. Let's, let's just go with it. It's Faith N. That's, that's yeah, Faith N. Faith it's N. Newman. It's yeah. Newman. 
Oh, okay. Like, like but yeah, uh, I think he was, uh, Q-Tip was telling her that, you know, Nas has this uncanny ability because what distinguishes him from like the Rock Kims, the Koji rap, another dimension to him is that he can, he doesn't have to always rap in first person. Mm. He can rap from the perspective of someone else, you know? And just, and you see that too in his later records. Like he can rap from the perspective of someone else and he has that vulnerability. Or a thing. That, like yeah, just that vulnerability that most of these lyricists don't have. Like he can, he could come to you street. He could come to you on some education shit. He could come to you on some gangster ish. Like he could come to you on, you know, he could come to you with so many angles and he can just take a whole collective experience and just, just to, he can internalize a whole collective experience and just, oh, no, no, I think his own. Like, it's, that's it's like, hmm. yeah, because what you're saying is just genius. Versatility, you know, and I think if you're able to go, I think that's the key thing why I like is perspective. Because it then forces you to then sort of like change the way you're approaching how you're writing the your lyrics and the and the record. Because again, everybody starts with like I this this I miss me this. But now can you actually be in third person or can you now? Which is what some rappers have done. I'm now taking the role of a certain person in this kind of record because then that does that's forced you to now bring in a whole different brain and uh, mind skill into your writing. So it's going in so. All right, I think this might be uh, <laughs> Danny's one. One time for your mind. Man, what a record. What a record. Y'all be sleeping on this record. People be sleeping on this record, man. And it's foul. It's flagrant. No, no, no. I'm not look, I'm not sleeping on this record, but I love the bass line. It's just way that it's, bass goes hard. It's just way too slow. And like the yes, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Whatever. subsequent two tracks make up for it, so like that's why I consider it a ten out of ten because it doesn't end. But if the album ended on this song, like if the album was only eight, and you ended on one time for your mind, it just brings the whole like you yeah. set it up it's, so well, and then this just brings it all the way down. But in response to that, I think that what saves this track is it comes after one love if it had come after memory lane it would stick out like a sore thumb but because one love brings things down then this comes in you're like okay he's slowing us down here cool this would have really been a sore thumb and really stuck out if it came after memory lane yes so even but i do get it like it is it definitely is it doesn't go with the pace of the album because even if one love is slower it still is within the same kind of mind frame and you know the same kind of mind context as the rest of the album this just sort of like it's basically you said it's 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 too slow but also but like, oh, like, but like, it's, like, it's like actually you want to know it's funny though oh, oh sorry this record it's not that much slower than new york state of mind they're like they're damn near in the same range almost. Like, I'm no, telling you, no, it's no. So, in terms of beats per minute, and just terms of I'm just talking from a, from a technical standpoint. So it's really just in that sense. And then you couple that with like just why I like this record is I think the production is so dope. Like that sloping bass line that just stumbles its way 
throughout the whole song. Uh, then you I don't have, know, man. Nah. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I don't know. Man, Sorry, it's man. vibes, man. That, that is, that's vibes, bro. Like, it's just so dope. No, it doesn't Dude. go with the vibe of the album. Like, it just doesn't fit in with, with, with what has already come. You want to know what my biggest problem with this record is? That, like, I've already kind of outlined it. But it's antithetical to the idea of the album. If the idea of the album is setting up New York and Nas is trying to bring you into New York, when was the last time you went to New York and somewhere just like, yo, it's so slow here, man. Like, mm. nothing ever happens. Like, the whole idea of New York is you go there, it's fast-paced, hustle, bustle, like backwards, forwards, everything's always moving, big apple, yeah. this and that. Right. And this track, it just seems like it doesn't match the aesthetic of New York City. You you can say that, but there's there's always that one time where you just gotta chill, man. Like, in, especially in the New York so-called landscape. Like, this whole album, Nas is also talking, professing his love for the Buddha, the ganja. Okay, like that's that's throughout this whole album. When he's talking about like, uh, you know, uh, thinking of cash flow, Buddha and shelter. Like, that's just you know, that's all a man needs, man. Just cash <laughs> money. Maybe not Buddha, and he but, you also know, like, says, an and then and then he also says he's gonna hijack Delta. So are we like, yeah? <laughs> but yeah, like it's just I don't know. It's just there's the swagger to the beat, and then there's that youthful exuberance behind. It. I love the bassline. Like like I said, I love the bassline. It just doesn't match. The you don't know. I mean, like, me. I like it, it's like for me, I will never say it's a bad track. No, it's basically it's it's cool. The best thing to say it's cool. It's cool. Um, okay, let's ride to represent. Represent, represent. I love um, this song. Ooh. Yeah, this is this is insane. But also, but also, I think I love it because the track before it, I don't. So then you give me one that's like even it's just it's better. So then it makes me love it. It's the I, I like this track. I wouldn't say I love this track. I just that this is see this is definitely a step up from one time for your mind. So it's like okay. What's time of mine was cool. Oh, okay, we're now back with it's, we're now it's back like with it's, that rip. It's the like that that twang. I don't even know how I had to describe that sound. That um, I, I I actually don't even know who produced this record. I mean, DJ Premier, 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 Premier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It sounds like a Premier. That that's just it. Um, but yeah, that twang. It's 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 almost if if you know that Premier is from Houston. And you combine yeah. like a Houston kind of, I don't know, I don't know what, but it doesn't, it it doesn't stand out to me as a New York, boom bap kind of track, really, really. But the it's, fact that Nas is on it kind of makes it that way. But I, I I love the way it sounds. Oh no 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 no! Basically, it's again like I, I literally just put my headphones on just to listen, just to remind myself of the track. Now it's kind of thing. It's we so can cheat. We we can do that. We can cheat. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just, just like a yes, girl telling yes, just, Get your bloody like, headphones on to remind yourself. Yes, you can cheat. Yeah, just I, like I, I, was... I, I wish, I wish, man, I wish we didn't live in a world with copyright, man. Like, how can we just can't put like a little bed of like the track underneath that we can remind ourselves? Look, I hate, I hate no, capitalism, bro. No, 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 but, but, but see, this was see even how he's rapping, how quick. This is such in contrast to one time for your mind. You see, let okay in defense for let's in defense one time for your mind. I do get that in an album, you want to have variants of fast, up, slow, up, and down. So maybe one love and one time for your mind is let's just slow things down because we're building up to crescendo. Because I'm going to preach about track 10. 
no, no, no. I'm going to preach about Tracton. <laughs> I'm going to no. Trust me, I'm going to go on a soliloquy about Tracton. So I'm saving that to last because just, 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 just chill. So this nigga said, I'm saving the last track to last. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Can I live? Can I live? Let me live, man. Let me live. Let me live. But yeah, but I think it represents, I just think this was like a return to form. I know what I think. Track nine was setting up for track track ten. Because you can't go into track ten off one time for your mind. No. It doesn't make any sense. No, no. Represents was like, okay, I am when we're, 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 we're now back to that groove, we're now back to the cadence and the kind of pace I set earlier on. You know what? Do you know what? What you just did something to my mind just now. Uh oh. If if you look at the, the track sequencing, you could argue that the last five tracks are all surrounded around one time for your mind. That you can't follow memory lane with one time for your mind. So then you nope. put one love in between. So yeah. like you start high. Then you go low. Then you go lower. Mm. Then you go low, and then you come high again with the track ten. So it's like a like kind of like a gradual down, and then a gradual build again. Yeah, we're talking. No, no, no. Trust me. Track listing is very. Yeah, important. I was. I was just about to say that. I was wondering, like, in the sequencing, was that like we yeah. we want one time for your mind in there, no matter what. So how do we figure out a way? Yes. To Trust like me, fit this the, in, sandwiched between two songs that kind of can help us do what we need to no, do. No, no, because trust me, there was there was a lot. There would have been a lot of thought because I think that one time for your mind. Who knows? Because, again, I don't know, but maybe there was a thing of like, does this fit in? Does it not fit in? But maybe Nas first was I know I need this to fit in. But mm. what makes an album an album is how do you place the tracks? Where do the tracks come? What is your sequencing and what? And what is the basically pacing? Pacing almost like a film. The pacing on the album is very important. So it is very important that in one time frame, because what it is is because even after halftime, and this is something I'll say after we've done with the albums, is it's very interesting how we have the first half and the second half because they are very different in, in what he talks about and how and what the, the production is like. But yeah, one time in mind, that is the only place you could place it. That's the only place that you could place it because it's really is the one thing that just brings everything to a much more calmer thing. Then you have to slowly build up and then boom, crescendo. Mm. So it's perfectly placed. So, huh. <laughs> what about no? Wait, we, we didn't okay. talk finish represent though. Go, 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 go. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just like I was telling y'all about uh, memory lane. Uh, where Nas decided he he you know he decides to say no DJ like no premiere we're we're sticking with this one we're sticking with this with represent premiere wanted to switch this one up also like in as, he says it in one of the interviews like <laughs> yeah no, but he was but he was right he was right though this time Nas actually catered to like he actually gave in to Primo's um you know what Primo wanted and. Because the first one, it's just bass heavy. So that's how it's really interesting. Y'all talking about one one time for your mind, because you know that's really bass heavy. So if you went to two bass heavy tracks, you know what I mean? Like oh, where the bass is. Yeah, exactly. It would sound redundant. And DJ Primo kind of understood that. So he he switched it up. He had the wherewithal to like, yo, no, let's switch this up. Let's get this more a little bit, let's add a little more bounce to it. Like in, 
man, it, it just it just it came out it came out perfect. It just came out mm. perfect. But yeah. Can we talk about the one. greatest closing track in the history of rap? You know what? Like let me let me be real with you. I'm just trying to run off. I cannot think of a better again, guys. Look, man, you 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 know the album and everything. Please, I'll put it to you. Is there a better final track on an album than, than this? Because also, let me add, I feel okay, in my view, the best um use of the human nature Michael Jackson track, I still say is SWV right here. This is the second best. For me, that's still the best use of human nature is SWV right here, one of my favorite tracks of all time. This is the second best use of that sample, human na- nature. To end an album know, like this. There are is... a lot of that... oh, I was just gonna say there are a lot of contenders for best outro, like, but this is up there. I'll please, say it's up no, there. no, please tell me. No, please tell me. Because no, I'm so... name me the album. <laughs> I don't. Sorry, Tosi. I love okay, you. Got, you got scenario. You got Amy, scenario. You got outro. You got scenario. You got God lives through. What's, you got what? What's the scenario? Tosi, give me a break, man. Here we go. Oh, that, that, Here that we record go. is crazy. Like you got, you got, you got suicidal thoughts ready to die. My first song off the Black album. No. Um, oh my God, Tosi. Look, man, look, there, look. There's just so many. Man, there's so many. Man. Danny, please talk to talk to me. <laughs> Bro, so no, 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 no. You, when 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 you click play and you hear just the bass, the saxophone. Last call, last call on college dropout. Bro, it's a fourteen know. minute track and he's talking about like he's just talking, like it's dope. There are so many. There are so many. I'm just saying, it's up there. I'm no, but this it, it ain't hard to tell. Top five. I won't argue that. Okay. It's top five at worst. Like, no, at no, no, worst. No, no, for me, it's like. Saxophone, the, the lyrics is based the sample, like it's the perfect ending perfect. to the album because, because also, 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 it leaves you wanting more. And a, 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 another genius thing about this album it's only 40 minutes, like it's not too long, it's only 10 tracks, which is like the perfect number, somewhere between 13, 10, yeah, and like 12. So, so, so to end it on a banger. It's just like, damn, the album's over already. No, no, Back no. To- oh, yeah, so, so, yeah, so basically, it's it's thirty nine minutes, thirty nine seconds. The album. Yeah, like, bro, like whenever I want to waste forty minutes, like I need to kill forty minutes. I can't tell you the amount of times we've been doing talking tactics and you guys have been late. Yeah. So, oh, there's thirty minutes to kill. Let's play Illmatic. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! No! It's no! The perfect. No, it's no, perfect. No, 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 but just, but just back, back to. It ain't hard to tell. It's just, and and I think this might have been the first or the, the second single. From the album, mm. so I guess they kind of realized what this was, mm. but yeah, man, it's, no, no, it's, no, no, it's no, 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 I think what, what Dan said was is, is so right is that that is what is called perfection is that it leaves you wanting more, but don't give me a track 11, don't give me a track 12, 10, that's it. Oh my gosh, I want more, you're not gonna have more because once you finish, you're like, man, I wish there was more, there isn't more. So, what do you now say? Bro, that was perfect because you didn't overstep, you didn't do too much. You left us wanting more, and you left us on a high. Because the way this track just attacks <laughs> from the opening, the way this track just attacks, you're like, what? The, what? Michael Jackson's coming in the beat, 
And this guy, <laughs> he destroys this track. So whatever AZ may have done to Nas on Life's a Bitch, Nas said, you know what? Let me just come back and just say what's up. You know? So, like, now I... I it, what's funny, though, is... How do you end an album like this? How do you end an album like this? When he was like, Nas is like the Afrocentric Asian. Half man, half man. Half man, half man. Since it told to get the hell out of here, and I think that was our first keep a Uzi in the army jacket line in reference that Nas has like said his whole career. Sorry, Tosi, man, this this is an incredible record. Um, there's I'm not gonna you're not gonna hear me ever bash anything off of Illmatic, impossible. We are gassing it to be fair, yeah, but my. But yo, no, the Michael Jackson sample, the cool and the gang sample on it, like it's just and then you have Nas with those man, Nas. It's funny too because this record was on his demo in 1991. Wow. So if you heard, he mentioned Medusa. Listen, I just I'm just listening to this right now. He mentioned Medusa. Yeah, where does Medusa, Medusa come from? He puts Greek, a quick no, I, I I know who she's. That I was that's I was, I was being ironic. Basically, no. Okay, okay. Like, okay, you know what? Again, this is what I wanted to say about the album. Is that? Is that no? Basically, I think the brilliance of this album, which is what I just realized, is which is why I, I said it. I, I said it like on on represents is first half and second half. I think that first half is more serious. And the second half is more, I would say, reflective. Which is why in the first half, it's a bit more grittier, more edgier. And the second half is much more, um, what's the right word? Danny Tima, you're the bloody English major, man. Come, give, give, give me that word. It's much, I, I mean, reflective. More philosoph philosophical, you know? I, I, think, I, I think the first half is more like out out what what's the word it's 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 a perspective of life i'm what's i'm trying to think yeah. of the antithesis of introspective and i i, I want to say outrospective but that's not a word i don't, I don't yeah. think but yeah like the, the the first half is just more setting the scene of like how life is the second half is more like his feeling about it in some ways mm. Oh, because yeah. like, like, yeah. like, like, New York State of Mind opens up like he's some sort of drug dealer running through halls that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. pissed in hallways, and like he's like, um, I, I can't even remember the bars offhand because mm. we've been going through all the tracks, but just like it's 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 a story, it's like mm. a dream, but then like yeah. once you get to one love, you realize like, oh okay, like these must actually be homies. That have gone. He's got people in jail. So it just kind of it's it, it gradually goes like, oh, this is actually Nas at some point. I'll say it, like, uh, yeah, sorry, go. Oh yeah, it's just man, like this shit, man. Like I'll say, man, just a fundamental listen. You have a young black man growing up in the inner city at the age of twenty, just giving you vivid details. It's like you're in a movie listening to this guy, mm -hmm. and just the fact that he grew up like. Um, in Queensboro Bridge, I'm sorry, in Queensboro Projects, and that where he was living in, like, uh, there were pretty much no amenities. Um, like, the elevators, they would stop on, like, every odd floor in the building, odd-numbered floor in the building. 
and like just him growing up in all this poverty, but then using all these straight concepts that he's had just from two decades of life, less than two decades of life, and just put that, encapsulate all that into just 40 minutes from growing up in, you know, daily poverty and all that. And then not only that, just the album cover itself. We see a seven-year-old him with the the projects behind him. Yeah, the backdrop, the projects behind him. I think there's Queensbridge also in there also. And let's not forget, we need to actually talk a little bit about this. How many people bit off of that album cover? Oh, how many people <laughs> did after that I, album? I probably did it at, at one it's point, ridiculous. and I didn't remember. So, yo, there, there's a. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever talk about this because I remember you guys were talking about greatest feature verses of all time. For me, the greatest feature verse of all time is still Nas, but it's on "Only Built for Cuban Links" by Raekwon. Verbal intercourse. That verse, Lord have mercy. It, like, and in that same album, there's a there's a skit. I think it's called like biters, shark biters. And you have Ray and Ghost um, just talking about, oh man, niggas is biting, man. Niggas is biting, bro. They bit off my man Nas shit. And they were talking about Biggie. Because if you know the Biggie Ready to Die album, it's the same thing. It's the same it's got photo. the baby on know? the cover? The baby, oh. yeah. So this actually, there was a little rivalry from this album with Nas and Biggie and Nas and like a Biggie and a Wu Tang. Like that, there was a little, there was a little, that story is also oh, there. Also. But I think basically, I want to sort of shift things now to the impact of his album and why Nas pisses me off. This is why Nas pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make an album like this and not pretty much be the undisputed greatest rapper of all time. Like, this is the album that sets the stage for you to be like, after three or four albums, you know what? Nobody can even look this guy in the eye. Case in point, Kendrick Lamar is never touching Nas, ever. But Kendrick Lamar has given us three arguable classic albums. But the thing with Kendrick Lamar is that he maintained a focus and a consistency and a, tra- a proper tra- trajectory from his first, second, third album. And that's what Nas should have done. Because once you do it, something like that, Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, Bro, I'll like just say it, this, man. It Was Written is a classic album. And, it, and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's not Illmatic, man. It's not Illmatic. Uh, well, no, well, see, nothing is going to be Illmatic. That's like going the, the, to like yeah, Jordan I, I and agree. being like... The problem with Nas is, that I think Double H is kind of talking about is he kind of... Like, what's the word? I don't want to say, like, I don't... Man, fuck it. He was dick-riding, man, like, after Illmatic, in the sense that it was written. That's a mafioso rap album, you know? Like, it's... And Biggie did it. Jay did it. Um, Raekwon did it. You don't you, you don't know, follow Illmatic. Or die. It's Illmatic. Like, there were so many albums of that ilk, and Nas was just going Mob with D the flow. Up deep, yeah, he was just going with the flow from, but that's not to take away from it was written. But he was, and ever since then, you know, he just kind of got into a little lull period. Like, no disrespect, I personally think Nas has three classics. I don't think Kendrick has three classics. That's crazy. Like, I think Wait, we, we overuse the word classic. I'll say he definitely, has three. Definitely, I'll say an Illmatic, it was written, and Lost Tapes. 
those three. You know what's Ooh. a classic? Class, okay. An amazing album is not a classic album. You realize that? No, Nas, Nas doesn't. Nas has like Stillmatic was given a five. Like for example, back in the day, the source that was the that was the creative that that was the magazine for hip hop reviews. No one, nothing else mattered. Rolling Stone, All Music, all those other outlets, rappers didn't care. They didn't give a damn. Like what they, it was all about the source. And the source gave Illmatic a five star album, and it was like one of the first ever to get like one of the five star rating, five star, five, oh, five mics. Sorry, not five stars. Yeah, five mics. Everything after that, they also gave Stillmatic five mics, but Stillmatic, they kind of Stillmatic as great as it is, that's not a five mic album. Like other. It's just it, it was written and lost tapes are not classic albums. It was written is a very good album. It's not a classic. Like we can't throw the word. You can argue that. You can argue that. We, we can't. Like the whole point of a classic is that is said for for true rarities because it's that is the beauty of a, a classic because classics is a very exclusive club. So how many classic albums do you think Jay Z has by this criteria? This is interesting. I'd like to hear this. Bro, for me I though, I'll say reasonable doubt. Because because I think Jay Z has four classic albums. What? Four. Reasonable four. doubt. Reasonable doubt. Uh -huh. Blueprint. Okay. The Black Album. Uh -huh. And four four four. Nah. No. No. Sorry. No. You no. but I, I see. I see no. what you're saying. Honestly, lowest the keys. American four 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 is incredible. That's not a classic album. It's too early, though. It's too early. It's too early. It's too early. You know what? It's too early. It's too it early. will yeah. be. It came out two years ago. I feel like I'm confident to say, like, this is a fucking classic album. Or, like, when we're dead and gone, people will go back and realize that that's, like, it's it's better than the Black album, if we're going to be real. Okay? So, like, oh, if, yeah. oh, just, if it's better than the Black album, that means it's classic. So I consider black album. I do not consider black album. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get back to the whole nasty because we don't like just sort of. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I was using Jay Z as an example. So if Jay Z has three or four, you're saying mm. Nas just has one with Illmatic? I don't. For me, I don't think Jay Z has three classic albums. I think. But that... you're saying Kendrick has three though. That's wild. No, 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 no. I'm saying that people would argue. I wouldn't say that. I'm not saying it. I'm just that people would argue today that people would call those classics. For, for me, we have to give it time. Let's see, classic, the word classic is timeless, stands the test of time. This has to be an argument that we get rid of in the first episode if we're going to keep doing this. Like, what is a classic album then? A classic album for me, first of, wait, two, first of all, pretty much perfect so it has to be amazing stand mm -hmm. the test of time where 10 20 30 years time you can put the album on and it can still remain relevant and it still hits almost in a similar way that it hits when it's first, got first released which is why i need to listen to reasonable doubt again blueprint is a classic album i need to listen to the black album again i'm not ready just to say black reasonable Doubt are classics let's listen to those things again reasonable doubt is a bloody good album Black has a lot of hits. Blueprint is a bona fide classic. I need to listen to those two again. For me, with Nas, Illmatic is a total classic. Other ones, I just think they're amazing. Really, really. So it was written, Lost Tapes, amazing albums, not classics. Tosin, so how would you define classic album? 
okay, it shouldn't be like outdated in terms of you know sound or lyrics, which is which gives to the timelessness thing. Mm-hmm. And then it has to be cohesive. I don't agree that it has to be perfect. For example, this is a different genre, but like Nevermind by Nirvana. Mm. People call that a classic, you know, but there are skippable records on that yeah. album, you know. It doesn't that just because it has just because it doesn't need to be perfect to be a classic, but also I would say like impact on the the culture, the, the yes. genre itself. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like definitely Illmatic definitely hits that criteria. But you know, man, honestly, I can't front, man. Over these last couple of minutes, I'm starting to think Double H is right, man. Nas might just have one classic. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, listen to those no, albums. See, no, see, guys, look. Look, no, look, 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 look. Like, if, if you're in university and the person next to you, and you're not using, like, plus minuses, and the person next to you gets a 90 and you get a 100, you both get an A. But okay. there's a difference between a 100 and a 90, but you're both still considered an A. So judging Nas by his 100 and saying it was written, it's only a 91, so it's not like Illmatic, therefore it's not classic. That's a false equivalence. No, 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 no. It was written. The reason why I don't see. No, but the reason why I don't see it was written as like I'm starting to sway, like because it's 50-50 on if it's a classic or not. You look at other albums within that subgenre, like you wouldn't say it was written was better than Reasonable Doubt or. Happy stuff. Cuban links, or I would say doggy style. Yeah, it's that's that's tough. Doggy, but yeah, doggy style is a classic. Doggy style is actually a classic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it's hard, man. Like, especially when you compare it to the albums that came out around that time, would Nas's album have been top five that year? Do you think so? Like, I don't think it would have been. Like, am I wrong? You guys need to you guys need to listen to It Was Written again. Oh, no, no, well, and, bro, bro, It Was Written is insane, bro. The message is like every, bro, I, got, I gave you power. Like, it is bro, Black so Girl Lost, it's good. insane. It's, it's just not Illmatic. Therefore, people are like, ah. <laughs> because, like, it, that's okay. Okay, it was written. Okay, I'll give you some albums right now. Wait, 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 because see, this is the issue. Let's see. What... Classic, in my view, I don't know how you view classic, but me, classic is a very it's almost similar to one I call like the horseman or chief of God saying that this you have to earn that thing of a classic because I want a very small exclusive group for it to be classic. You know what? But basically, that's why I don't like your example of 90% and a hundred percent and oh well, I said 90. No, I don't want I don't like that example. And I don't also want it to be like, oh my gosh, you have to get 100% to be a classic. I think classic is a thing of where almost once you hear it, it's like, nah, nah, this is okay. it's special. It's special. For, it's, it's, for, okay, thing. okay. I got it, 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 I got it. Wait, just per- one, thing, one thing, Dan. Like, it okay. shouldn't be on like your personal, like your personal opinion. You I was just about to say like, that. Yeah, exactly. Like personally for you, maybe you feel... It's a classic, but I, I, I just I don't think from a consensus standpoint, like look at the albums that came out that year. Um, you had Beats Rhymes in Life, you had Atillions, you had, had Hell on Earth, All Eyes on Me. For purposes of this podcast, and this is hmm. something that Skip Bayless says about like Hall of Famers. So God forgive me for quoting Skip Bayless. But he's like, 
if he has to think about it, you're not a Hall of Famer. Like a Hall of Famer should just be. And if the if if I need to say, Boom. oh, he could have done this, he could have done that, she should have done this, she should have done that. Boom. Then you're not a Hall of Famer. So for purposes of this podcast, if we have to think, is that a classic? Should it be a classic? If he did this, is it classic? Then it's not a classic. So for Illmatic, all of us can think. We don't we don't have to think about it. Yeah, it just no is. No one thinks about it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right, but before it is written, we can we can have a debate as for yeah. the last ten minutes of is it is it not? So if we have to have the is it is it not conversation after we listen to it, boom, it's not classic. So I guess that could be the consensus that we come to. Yeah, no, no, I think you know that's actually perfect. So I did say I was going to mention Uchi Wali Wali Uchi Bang Bang. <laughs> um, for me, this was the lowest points in Nas's. <laughs> and I, I remember, you know what? You know, the room I'm sitting in is the room that I saw. I first watched the music video with my brother. And <laughs> it's, it literally didn't compute. Because Uchi I was wondering, it the same guy who came in with this very introspective, philosophical thing in the Almaty? And what? Look, shout out to the woman in the video. The women in the video were bloody amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I said, like, wait a minute. This makes no sense. And you, this goes back to the point I'm making. You can't make an album like Elmatic and make a song and a music video like Uchi Wali, Uchi Bang, but it makes no sense. Like, I get he, that, he got, he got in caps. Wait, we still say, I get that people are human beings and we all have different stuff within us. What's it called? People say, like, Tupac had like fixed personality disorder and everything. So I get that there are many facets to a human being, but for Nas, this is why I don't think Nas realized the kind of album that he made. <laughs> I think for Nas, he felt like, yeah, I made a, a, a pretty damn good debut album. Now, let me just keep on figuring, figuring out myself and see what else that I can do. And I don't know whether it's a case of Nas not knowing how important that album was or what I think, hip-hop community not really giving that album the credit it deserved. Because mm -hmm. I think if the hip-hop community truly actually said, no, this is a true work of high art, then Nas would be like, oh, I did something pretty damn amazing, which means that I now have a responsibility to carry on this whole Illmatic thing that everyone in the hip-hop community has said is a godly piece of work. But because it wasn't really held to that really high regard, he was like, yeah, I just made an amazing album. Now let me just do other stuff now. So... Do you know what's really interesting to that point mm. is that the record came out 25 years ago. Exactly, basically. Um, in 1994. It took it until 2001 to get platinum. Yeah. Like, in, in the 90s? Like, that's was, that's that's was, a really long time. Like, what is that, seven years almost? Six and a half years for that album to become platinum? So I think yeah. you might have a point that, like, it probably wasn't supported in the way that it should have been. And then Nas had to kind of question himself in some ways. Like, should, yeah. I, should I do... What Jay Z's doing? Should I do what uh, Wu Tang's doing? What Mob Deep is doing? Like, should I go that avenue? He and made the decision, kinda, man. Like, yeah, it, and it and it took him off track. Because, no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't just in his music too. It was like in his management. Oh yeah, sorry. It was in his man. Like he left uh, MC Search and um, Faith, whoever, and he went straight to Steve Stout and you know Trackmasters. And from then on, like. He went into the mafioso thing. Then he kind of like got encapsulated by the whole bling era. 
Mm. That's why that's only they're like Uchi Wally is indescribably bad. Like <laughs> it's 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 no 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 like, like in in twenty nineteen almost twenty twenty, it's it's hilarious. It's like, like this it, nigga got bodied on a record by horse, like a dude named Horse, like like, bro, like But no, it's, isn't that the Jay Z bar where he was like your bodyguard? Yeah, that, like, your bodyguard yeah, bodied yeah, yeah. you out your own song. Oh my god! The oh beat, my god. the beat, the beat, Yo, low they, key they, is amazing. Yeah. They be using it, bro. Like flex, every flex be using that. Bro, shit. No, 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 no. If if you listen to, I think Jay Cole did a verse over it recently, like like within the past year or two. Incredible! Like you could have done something way better than that hook and that content, which is one of the most disgusting, overtly sexual nonsense songs I think has ever been made see, in hip hop. But 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 see, guys, that is why that Jay Z takeover track caught so deep. We will get to Blueprint, bro. No, 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 stay Blueprint. No, that's a whole different. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that is an hour-long conversation. Yeah. Just break it down. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm not talking about take over. It's just that just take what he said. The issue with Nas that let's try and really critique his career. As I said, it was written. Isn't a classic. It's a really good album. It's not a classic. When you look at his discography, why what you did in Elmatic, I'm sorry, that guy that made Elmatic, the kind of career he has had is not the kind of career that I, I expected of a guy that made Elmatic. So when all is said and done, which is why he is still living off Elmatic, because the crazy thing is this. People will say, same thing that people say about Lauren Hill, that wait, you know, Lauren Hill has already made one album. Why is she held at such regard? Because the album is one of the best albums of all time. So for Nas, you can do Uchi while you can do this. When you do an romantic, people will always, always give you fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chance because we're like, okay, finals is hustle enough. We will, we are just waiting for you to to come back. Can we, we talk do... about just the harsh reality? I'll just say life. this though. I'll say oh, this. Go ahead, go ahead. Like uh, for all of the, you know, the the shit that you give Nas, I'll still say like ninety one to ninety six Nas. Even like if we say it was written wasn't a classic, I would still say in ninety six when he was rapping, like that was still he was still. The best rapper in yes, the world. 100%. Yes, he was. He was, like, bro, like some of those cuts, like shootouts, live nigga rap, like, whew. Mm. But, no, no, I, I think I, but I, I think we have to really discuss, maybe not in, at depth, but just as a general concept, the idea that you get your whole life essentially to write your first album. You know what I mean? So that first album is generally going to be your best. So you see Jay with reasonable doubt. He had 26 years to create memories and write that one. You had Nas who had 19, albeit it's not that long, but he had a long time to prepare that album and let it go. But then 94, 96, I think I Am came out in 99. Like the, the turnaround isn't that, is is short relatively to the, to like the 20 me, years you get to write. So no, no, You see, that's a fair point, 100%, as in like, wow. My first album, I can put everything into it. But when I listen to that guy rapping in Illmatic, just as you said yourself, he left us wanting more after it didn't have to tell. There was more to come after Illmatic. It came with, it was written. It's just that, it's just that the, the turnaround time, he didn't get 20 years to write, it was written. 
No, 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 look, that's it. The issue I'm having is that the follow-up to Illmatic, I don't think we ever had. We we we, we didn't we did not get the proper follow-up to Illmatic. It's it from it's in hard to tell. We didn't we didn't get the proper what so so, so, well, so you wanted it was written to start up with like a PYT sample? No, 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 no. <laughs> not in literal sense, but just felt that based on just what he was doing in Elmatic, how he was rapping, psychological everything. Look, as Tosin said, if he had stayed with MC Search and that crew, we don't get an it was written. I think Steve Stout being the exact producer on that, he took him in a whole different kind of direction. I felt if he had still stayed with MC Search, stay in that pocket, stay in that mind frame, stay in that universe, in that galaxy, and give us a Illmatic. We would have got I say I say we would have gotten it was written. I would say it was more like the Nostradamus I am when <laughs> like the hate me now, like those oh records. You know, that's when Nas was like, you know, teetering on the edge. Like, that's, I'd say that at that point, that's when we were like, man. Wait, 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 so it was written. Is that, um, give me the track list of it was written. I have it on my message, bro. It was, it was, it was written. It's solid. It is like a good eight and a half out of ten. Like it's not ten out of ten like this one, but let me let, let me fake pull it up. love, fake thug, no love. You get because the there's one amazing oh, okay, oh, you get you have, and you're probably thinking of I gave you power, but the message, street dreams, dope. I I gave you power, dope. Watch them niggas, dope. Taking the blood, dope. Nas is coming, dope. Affirmative action with the AZ feature. I think Cormega's Fo- Foxy one, Brown's Foxy Brown's terrible. <laughs> math in that record. <laughs> uh, uh, what's what's next? Track nine, the setup. Interesting, not great. Black girl lost. I love black girl. Lost. No, the setup is insane. Oh, is that what he raps about? Like he's about to. One of his mans got popped, and then he's rapping in the perspective where he calls up his homeboys because the, they're about to set up a. You I know, can't like play the, it obviously because we'll get yeah. copyright right. But oh, okay. I, is, I, I, what, which, which is the one? Where, no, that's that's in Lost Tapes, I think. Um, suspect shootouts, live nigga rap, and then if I rule the world, it's fourteen yeah, tracks. You see, great, less than an hour. It's this is a solid album, <laughs> and I can see very, why people like good. myself would call it classic. There's maybe three missteps on this album. If what you just said was solid, the first one said, This is a solid album. You didn't say be- because we're comparing it to Illmatic, so I can't be like, Oh, it's exactly the same. <laughs> oh, okay. But there's like maybe three missteps out of 14, whereas I would say Illmatic had one. But as we've talked, I guess it wasn't so much a misstep because it seems quite deliberate in the way that they okay, okay. sequence the album. So, okay, so let's just round things off, just to round because again, this has been a, a damn good look. We could go for about another fifty minutes on the bloody night. We could, we could, yeah. So, just <laughs> impact on Illmatic. What kind of impact do you think that the album made as an album with regards to rap and Nas rap? What 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 kind of lasting impact do you think the album achieved? I'll let Tosin go. I've talked a lot. Man, I can't. Like, it's hard to put it in words, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like I, I said. Like, everyone, everyone wants to 
have an album with no filler, you know, no specific types of songs, like I said. Um, and just the fact that this birthed a lot of rappers, man. Like, um, Ether, and I said it, you know, I gave you a style for you to rhyme with. To Jay, like, you know, glad to break bread with the God. Like, name a rapper that I ain't influenced. That This album is that. That, that is Illmatic. It's influenced so many MCs that, that came up, like Clips, you know, Pusha, like just a lot of people. Just, but yeah, just in terms of impact on the, and on the culture, on the genre. So, for example, like we were talking about a classic, right? It has to have, um, it shouldn't be outdated by lyrics or sound, check. Impact on culture, genre, check. The personal nostalgia part, check cohesive check all it just checks all the boxes all of it so yeah that's pretty much all i gotta say on that daddy no i just <laughs> i just think the the production is incredible um just the idea that we're just gonna go around new york and just get the best producers and they're gonna give the hot prospect like the i think at, at that time Nas was considered like he is going to be the greatest it's it, it was like yeah. this 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 album is like seeing Ronaldo, OG Ronaldo in 97, 98 Barcelona. Like this is like that guy. Um, or was it 97, 96? I always get the, the dates mixed up. Uh, or it's like seeing Mbappe now. Like it's like this kid is going to be the greatest. Yeah. So for me to be on his album, I have to be on his album by hook or by crook. The fact that it's minimal features, which normally means I have a lot to say. I don't want people in this trying to take verses from me. The one verse he gets from AZ is arguably, in my opinion, the greatest feature of all time. Like just the album, the way it's set up itself is just impeccable. And then once you get into the impact on culture, as you say, uh, I gave you a style. Like so many people have tried to mimic it from the album cover to the just everything about it. I just think it's seminal, I guess would be the word. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just there's one little thing I have with it, but you know sometimes exceptions prove rules. Like you know, and one time for you might go hard, bro. No, <laughs> just to round it off for myself, for me, I feel like again I listen to many albums, I listen to many albums, and most albums I listen to, I'm like okay, skip, okay, skip, oh, all right, skip, uh, uh, skip. This is one of those albums where, from the moment you press play, you have to play the whole thing through. Like, I don't go to Illmatic and be like, okay, I want to listen to World Is Yours. I want to listen to Entertain How Hard to Tell. No, I listen to the album. And that is a very, because for most rap albums, I'm listening to, okay, track two, track seven, track eight. All right, I'm done. Or maybe I'll just take track eight, track seven, and just put it on on my playlist, but I'm not listening to the album. But this is like, no, I listen to from one to 10. And even the phone time for and everything like that, it's it all fits in. Because like, okay, I will go on the high, low, cool, boom, great finish. And I just think that, you know what? With regards to impact, I don't believe that anybody in rap understood how to follow what Elmatic did. Hence why even right now, to this day, there's never been a rap album like Elmatic. To this day. To this day. For Nas is like, people will say, oh, like, we see, people will say, no, you need like, you know, three, four amazing albums to be like really 
be put at the top. All you need is one. Nas doesn't need to do anything. When all is said and done, he reached such a pinnacle and a benchmark that it doesn't matter what albums he released. It doesn't matter how many Uchi Wallace he has. You did an Elmatic. Something that no rapper... I think that there are rap albums equal to Elmatic. There's no rap album that is above Elmatic. Like, I need to think of which rap albums are on the same kind of rapping, production, track listing, structure, and everything. Because just think, just even from our conversation, I'm just thinking about, about the track listing and everything. I'm not sure there are many rap albums that are perfectly structured and placed like Elmatic. I need to think about that a, a bit more. But yeah. Elmatic uh, is one of, it's just not rap albums. It's just one of the best musical yes. efforts. Yes, let's ever. see. Yeah. Like, let's branch just, out with one of, It's one of the best albums, yes. yes. Just like yes. You, you, you could put this against like Marvin Gaye, what's going on. You could put it against like Stevie Wonder in a vision. Stevie Wonder, like, like songs in the key of life. Like, you could put it's yeah. just, it's just a great album. And, 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 and I forgot to mention this. It gave me like the sample for or a sample for my favorite Jay Z song. So that works too. Like, okay. dead, dead I made it a hot line. I made it a hot I made song. it a hot song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Like, guys, that's been it, man. Look, man, it's been swell. I mean, I think we've been talking for about an hour or so. I don't even know how long we've been talking for, but this about an world... hour and a half, I think. Damn. Okay. And we could have been talking for a long moment because, trust me, I, I wasn't even done with bloody Uchiwali and, and all the crap that Marvel can do. But look, man, it's been swell. It's been great. Hope you guys enjoy this. Please, in the comments below, tell us what what you think about this. What other albums you want us to do next week? And we'll see you guys um, next week for another um, classic album that we'll be dissecting, just like this one. So yo 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 yo. Also also, w- g- give us suggestions for names of the podcast. Like what should, what should this podcast okay. be? Suggestions, yeah. Give us suggestions. Yeah, yeah, we, pro- we, we probably won't listen to you, but we might. So it's <laughs> worth it. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right, guys. It's been swell. Thank you guys for listening to this. We'll see you guys next peace, week. Peace. peace. peace.